naked shamanism. Welcome to With Insights Radio. I'm your host, Eddie Garcia. I will take you on a journey across the universe through shamanism, metaphysical, and holistic. So sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody, to WithInsightsRadio.com. If uh, for some reason I don't wave back, it's not because I can't. It's because I'm recording myself. So it's a little bit happening. So uh, what's happening? Yeah, not a whole lot. Just keeping busy. I hope you guys are all having a, a good um, first day of the well, – actually, it's the second day of July. And we're cruising right along. We're riding, we're riding into July, July 2nd. I can't believe that. It's, it's like June just went flying by, and here we are. So – for those of you who can join us and stick around today, uh, just say hi to everybody. I see Terry's on, and I believe Chris is on. There's a few others that kind of scrolled out of my view there, so just look in there. But uh, I want to welcome everybody to the show. Um, this is Iggy Garcia, the Naked Shaman. I got my clothes on, of course, but <laughs> but uh, just want to say hi to everybody. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, I'm doing okay. Today was um, kind of a laid-back day, and little Mondays are kind of like more like chill day for me. I got to watch a little bit of the World Cup soccer, and so I'm pretty excited about that. I got to see Brazil and Mexico play, and then I got to see this awesome game between Belgium and Japan. Japan, in the second half, came up to 2-0 lead, like in a matter of under 10 minutes. But they found a way to lose the game, 3-2. I guess the good teams always find a way to win, so that's basically uh, what happened to them. But... um. Anyways, it's been a fun thing. If you like soccer, you understand what I'm talking about. If you don't, then you probably won't understand what I'm saying. So I'm going to light a little bit of frankincense and myrrh, as you can see here. I'm going to light here a little bit. For those of you who don't know, that's that's the biblical in, incense. Baby Jesus, when the three wise men came, brought the, brought the gifts from the the Middle East, the Orient, and those areas. My charcoal's burning there. I think it's, we got it. Very good. Now, I'll set this over here, because once that starts going, it's going to, like, snap, crackle, pop. Boop, boop, boop. And I'm also going to light a white candle for purification and honoring those who have transitioned and passed on. And... Pray for our ancestors and our elders. That's what we light a candle in our tradition, in most Latin American traditions. I'm not sure in other traditions. I can only speak for the one I come from. And then shamanic traditions, we we light a candle to remember those who have already transitioned from body form to spirit form and moving on into a new new world of existence. So I want to remember my mom especially because she's newly departed. But I want to remember all my ancestors you know, from the first, the first Iggy. <laughs> I wonder what that guy was like. You ever wonder what those people were like, your ancestors? I always do. I always wonder what they're like. I wonder, what, I wonder if they're, they look like you or, or if you act like them, you know. It's always been a fascination of mine to know uh, where I come from and who I am and how I am in the scheme of things. Just, I wonder if you're short or tall. I, was, I did wonder that when I was a little kid. 
So was the first Iggy. Was he a tall guy or short guy? I don't know. It's yet to be determined. So I do want to say hi to everybody who's on the live stream today, and I'm going to pull a card for us here. <clears throat> kind of set the tone a little bit. I will, from time to time, pull cards for everybody. I'm just going to read the descriptions on the cards, not elaborate too much, not get too consumed in the card readings. For those of you who know, I do do intuitive readings, and uh, and I do that as... For this radio show here, we're going to do, for those of you who are not aware of uh, With Insights Radio, we are, we're, um, we're a radio station that just kind of likes to reach out and do metaphysical and holistic shows and tries to empower the world, create inspiration and motivation through the works we do. Um, I just recently teamed up with uh, my friend Jan Keevan. She's, um, she and I are doing a project called um, My Sage Place. I do have uh, other friends as well. I have my my good friend Adriana Arts, and we do a Wednesday, every other Wednesday show, and that's our anchor show. And then Mark Mathie does his uh, rabbit hole show, and then Mark, my friend uh, Todd Smith, does his show on Friday, Friday at midnight. He does his show, and then my friend Don Thompson does her show once a month, which won't be this week because it's the holiday. But um, yeah, we we kind of get people together, create a staple of people, so. I'm going to pull a card here, and this is the card. And the card I'm pulling for tonight, it is the koala bear. Can you see the koala? The koala is about empathy, speak less, listen more. So um, empathy is one of the, to be, in, to be in, in that place to listen is kind of hard for some people, and it's hard for me sometimes. I've been working on it for a long time. I think I'm doing better, and to have empathy for people, I'm still working on that. It's uh, Sometimes it's difficult. Hi, Sue. Good to see you. And uh, those of you who are popping in through there, and I appreciate you stopping by. Just even if you don't stay, this show does get recorded on um, Block Talk Radio and also with Insights Radio and here on the live stream on Facebook. So our card today is the Koala Bear. Have empathy for others. Have empathy for yourself. And... Um, that's kind of what we're, our show's about. I keep saying and that a lot I don't, today for some reason. The show today is, are you 100% responsible? Now, for a lot of you, probably wonder what that means. And for some of you, you totally get what I'm saying. And then for others, you're probably just trying to figure out as I am. And the frankincense and myrrh is burning nicely over here. I love that stuff. It smells great. Oh, it smells so good. Wow. I miss that. You know... Frankincense and myrrh is very ancient um, sap that's been used from trees. That's where it comes from. It comes from the trees out there near near the Africa and Middle Eastern regions. They use that uh, a lot for for a lot of healing. It's an anti-inflammatory and for you know for the body. And so it's used in a lot of Chinese medicine as well. So I just like how it burns. Oh God, that just relaxes me really good. But I needed that. Where, where, where was I? <laughs> where where where'd I go? My mind, I went someplace. I traveled just there. So <clears throat> the show today, <clears throat> excuse me, is about are you 100% responsible? So you're going, what does that mean you, if you're 100% responsible? Responsible for what? Exactly. That's my point. Exactly. Of what? 
100% responsibility for you and the things that happen to you and the things that occur to you. Now, if you, those who know me, they know that I challenge things. Even though I'm in this metaphysical, holistic community and this you know, spiritual community, I'm going to be the guy who challenges you. I'm going to be the guy who says, hey, you know, you got a question. I don't know about that. Maybe so, maybe not. So if you want to talk to me a little bit on the radio a little bit today, you can actually post your questions online or give me your comments or give me your opinions and tell me how you feel about it. And for those who want to talk to me personally, the number is four. No, I'm sorry, 646, okay, that is 646, area code, 595-3440, okay? That's 646-595-3440. There's also a chat room, so if you want to chat with me as we're going through the show, you can. And if you need, you want an intuitive read, I can give you one, no problem. Just ask me a little question online and I'll read it. I'll get to you as quickly as possible, but um, I wanted to talk about this this new thing. I don't know if it's new, but people have been throwing around lately a lot. If you're that everything that happens to you, there's one hundred you're one hundred percent responsible for everything that occurs in your life. And so I, I sat there and I pondered and I go, I wonder if that's true. I wonder if that's like a half truth, you know, where half of it you can control, another half you can't. And even though maybe we're looking at the aspects of things that are going on, the 100% responsibility is how you navigate, you know, good situations, adverse situations, and what you see in a situation that maybe it's not playing in your favor, or maybe a situation that's playing in your favor. Okay, so sometimes when we're 100% responsible for stuff, that's a big responsibility, big responsibility for a lot of people to have to take on that kind of role about themselves as a human being, being human being is tough enough. It's hard enough to be human. It's, you know, we're prone to doing some really stupid things and we're also prone to creating some really magical things. So if you're having a situation at home, if you're having a situation in your life, are you, are you, are you affected by it? Yes, of course you are. You're absolutely affected. So I'm going to open up my other phone so I can read these questions as they come because I really want to be able to answer or be able to at least address some of the things that are coming my way and not just try to not misread something. So if I look down, it's because I'm looking at my other, my, other applic- my other application here, and I'm going to open it up here in a second. So bear with me, folks, so we can all stay on the same page. And I believe it's open. Yeah, and I'm read here. And Nina is saying that being an empath is a double-edged sword. At times, blessings a curse unless you detach and shield yourself. Back to that koala. <clears throat> We'd be furry, wouldn't we? <laughs> but you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, being empathetic, yeah. Being an empath is, is being in touch with your emotions. Um, with control and out of control. Being in that space where you're able to feel and try to understand what other people are feeling. And, you know, that's tough. And that's a tough gig. That's a tough gig to walk into somebody else's shoes, someone else's shoes. And I'm going to say right now, that's a lot of pressure to put on yourself if you think you're going to walk in someone else's shoes. The only thing you can do is experience somebody and how they, how they feel and how their emotions derive and, make, and move the chemical systems inside your body. We can never, truly ever, walk in anybody's shoes 
we could try to understand and try to have empathy, which is that, that magic word in being empathetic about something, and to try to at least glimpse into that feeling of what that is. Okay, for some people that's difficult. I know for me that was a difficult task for many, many years, and it's still difficult for me to be able to understand because I'm also on the other side of fire sign, a Sagittarian, who is like, well, come on, man, get with the program. You know, you know, I'm, I'm kind of one of those people just like sometimes I have to watch myself to how I approach people, you know, because I'm a human being. And sometimes I'm short-sighted on things, and sometimes I don't get it. I'll be the first person to I don't get it. But sometimes 100% responsible for things can be a, a very trigger for a lot of people. I've, I've spoken to people. I've been triggered by that where I'm 100% responsible for whatever, everything that happens in my life. Okay? Listen to what I just said, that I am responsible for everything, 100% responsible. There are some schools now of thought that everything that comes into your life, that you're responsible and somehow you've attracted and somehow it's coming to your being. It's, it's, it's part of um, – part of your core, somehow you've resonated and brought in that energy. I believe that that is somewhat true. I believe there are also things that are out of our, out of our control. You know, it's like saying I brought a tornado into my life. Did I bring that tornado? Did we bring that tornado? I don't know. I couldn't really tell you if we did or didn't, but to say that, you know, I lost my house, lost my whole entire family and I'm 100% responsible for that. I, I question that. That's, that's when I question things. You know, and when I question things that happen in my life when somebody isn't isn't fair in the way they are treating me or the way they are, you know, navigating with me, some would say that, you know, it's a hidden agenda. It's a hidden message. It's something that I need to decipher and figure out. If, for example, if somebody's not paying me rent at my at one of my rentals, that somehow and, and I haven't made the actions to get rid of them or I'm frustrated by it, it's because there are other, other factors that affect that. Okay, it's because I'm triggered because they're not paying me because I have bills to pay and I have other things to take care of. So their action is actually forcing me to feel a certain way. You know, it's influencing me to feel a certain dynamic in my own body. Okay, now I have the opportunity to correct those things. Yeah, there's different ways to correct those things, but there's sometimes there's some things that don't correct themselves automatically. And I think what it is, what, people just try to think that it, everything happens fast and quick, and it can. But some things take time. Some things take, you know, a little bit of more work, a little bit of more deciphering. Now, I can't tell you that everything that's happened in your life is, I think it's one of this frankincense. There we go. Everything that happens in your life, that it's all your fault. No. Just because I walk down the wrong street doesn't mean that I'm, that, that, and I get beat up. Or I could get hugged, too. Someone can hug me, you know. That was my doing. Possibly. I don't know. But I'm going to tell you here, even though some things happen to us, you're 100% responsible for us for it. Yeah, but you know what? It, it can be. But I, I have to disagree with that. I don't think that everything that we're 100% responsible for, every single minute action that happens to us, I think it's just it's other people also who are responsible as well. They're responsible also to make the right decisions, to make the right choices in their life. Okay? So their influence and their effect, how they affect my life, makes things happen in my life. Okay, so it plays out. There's some times where you can't, there's no control over some things. You know, at least it seems that way. Now, the reason I say that is because sometimes people pass away. I have no control over that. I'm not, how can I be 100% responsible for that? I'm there to witness 
they're transitioning. I'm there to give as much love as I can in the moment. But their responsibility was <clears throat> to take care of their body as best they can, and you know, and they probably did. But then we put judgment on things. Then we put judgment. See, the problem is when we use the 100% responsibility tag, it's almost it becomes judgmental. Well, you're 100% responsible for everything that happens in your life, Iggy. <laughs> the reason you're having problems is because you're not taking care of things that aren't aren't in your control. That you you're not doing the right things in order to bring the right vibrations into your life. I don't know. What do you think? What do you guys think? Let me know. Call me up. Type it in. I want to know what you think. I, you know, I know what I feel, and I know what I'm thinking. But I want to know how you feel about it, what you think about it. Because, you know, I want to learn, too. Even in this show, we're, I'm, I'm here giving my dialogue and my, my opinions on things. You all have something to share as well. That's why this show is called With Insights. And this is why we're here. And that's why we're, we're naked, to let go and release and talk about it. Right or wrong, there's no right or wrong in this. It's just how we navigate Okay, some of us become the victim. 100% responsibility. Okay, so if we become victimized and we become, we stay in that energy, am I responsible to get myself out of it? Uh, possibly. But there are some factors that play into that that sometimes you're not ready at that moment to get out of that energy. Okay? And when we're not ready to move from that space of trauma, we're not ready to move from that space, it takes time. I think when people reach out and ask for help and they get counseling and doing things, then you're taking responsibility. Then you're taking 100% responsibility for yourself. I, that, to me, is how 100% responsibility plays out. Okay, And I'm talking more about us versus others. So when things happen in your life, is that because you're not doing the right things? I propose that question to you. So when you're not doing the right things in your life, it does that happen? Okay. Now, let me see. I got some people rolling in here saying, I'm on the same wavelength with you. Okay. All right. And the other, and then Nina, that was Chris there. And then Nina says, that's where empathy comes in. And someone else's moccasins, no judgment, only love. Okay. Well, you know, when an evil person, a perceived evil person, does something wrong, how can we walk in their moccasins? Can we also walk in those moccasins too and try to understand why they did something so horrific? Does it matter? Should it matter? Should we try to understand? Should we try to feel them? You know, it's easy for us to feel sorry and feel empathetic for people who have had, you know, devastating things happen to them. But what about the criminal? What about the person who's in jail? What about the person who steals? What about the person who kills? What about the person who harms another human being? Why did they choose to do that? Why, why is that happening? What responsibility have they not taken for themselves? And why, does, why do other people have to feel that backlash and feel that, that energy? You know? And, you know, evil evil's a word, okay? Like any word that we associate with. We associate the, the feelings, the emotions, and all the things that come with that. So how do we how does a person who does evil be 100% responsible for what they do? How many times in this world, okay? Scratch my ear real quick. How many times in this world that we live in people have done horrific things and nothing's happened to them? And they move to on through life, you know, I don't know what happens in the afterlife. Right? But you know, I do know this and I and I did learn this and just in my shamanic practices when one person's moving into the light, another person's moving into the 
the darkness into the shadow light. Okay? And sometimes we do this back and forth. We ebb and flow. Okay? And that's where we're all talking about waves a little bit. Okay? Now, I would be 100% responsible for what I do in my life. I take responsibility when I feel that things don't work out a certain way. But there's some situations that I find myself in, and I wonder, so am I responsible for that? I mean, how did I, how did I attract that? What, how did that, me just being a good person, you know, me trying to do the right thing, and here I am getting punished for it? You know, sometimes, sometimes we, um, I find that, you know, some things just play out in my life, and I'm like curious, how in the heck, how in the heck can I change that? Now, when do when things do happen that aren't necessarily good for us and don't help us, then we have the right to make choices in those moments. Okay, this is where it gets really. This is where the hundred percent responsibility really kicks in. This is when it really, really, really starts to make sense for me. Okay, this is this is what I I know. Once you find yourself in a certain situation, and you find yourself that you're something's going on with you and something is happening then you have to take the responsibility okay to either move out of that space if you're going to stay in that space figure out how you're going to fix the energies that are around you the things that are happening and i think that's what happens we have this internal battle with ourselves of trying to do the right things fear you know we're really afraid if we we move step out of our comfort zone where we're at What's life going to be like someplace else? For many of us, that's difficult. That's very hard. I know it's hard for me. But you know what? I've seen other people do it. I've seen other people step out, and that gives me hope that I can step out. I can do things, and I'll I'll be able to do things. Yeah, I might fall flat on my face, and I might hurt for a while, but it can't last that long. But me taking responsibility for myself and those actions, I'm sure that that will help me as that would help everybody else. I think if we stay in the energies that we are at, where, where we're residing right now, and why we feel the way we do, is because we're not making the corrections. We're not making the ro- proper corrections to move us into the space this, that we need to be in. I think sometimes, I know myself personally, I get stuck in this old dialogue about, you know, and talking myself out of stuff sometimes because I'm, I'm one of those people who likes to fix things sometimes, and, this, and then I find myself, by trying to fix it, I made things worse. <laughs> you know? But there's times where I do fix things, and then I get a big ego boost. I'm like, look at me. I fixed that situation. Hmm. Take that, universe. But I think what happens is being responsible for who we are and what what's going on in our lives can be a very daunting task for some of us. I know that sometimes it gets me. It gets me, and I get really frustrated, and I wish things were absolutely quick and fast. And then sometimes you look around, you go, wow, I sure got a lot of stuff in my house. I sure got a lot of this. And they're just stuff. They're just things. The true thing is that you are that thing. You are the magic. You are that person who can make the difference in your life. But it's so hard for us to to move. I know. I'm frozen sometimes. I get frozen. You know, and I get stuck. And uh, I think Chris says, Chris says, that's a man thing. I wanted to fix things. (laughs) Yeah, I believe that. I believe sometimes men try to fix things because that's kind of how we were raised. I know I was raised to try to get to smooth things out, figure it out, or totally bust it up and just totally cut it off. 
It just totally, boom, you know, and that's it, done. And then two weeks later, you're going, oh, my God, what the heck is happening? I want to say hi to my nephew there, Sean. He's popping in. Hopefully he's sticking around. But we are responsible to some degree to, you know, accountability to ourselves more than more than we are accountable to other people. Because if we can't be an accountable to who we are as human beings, okay, you know, to ourselves, and it's, it's really hard to be accountable to other people. I mean, I know people say, well, I, I can help others, but I can't on myself. Yes, I, I kind of believe that and I kind of don't. I believe that the work that it takes to help yourself sometimes is more daunting and it's, you're able to help other people and spending time where you don't really need to be spending time sometimes, even though you're volunteering, you're helping, you're doing a great thing. But it also gives you a little boost and it kind of makes you look, oh, look at me. I'm not so bad. And these people are a little bit worse off because uh, I know people like that. I kid you not. Okay. So they go out of the way to help and volunteer because it makes them feel better because they think they're doing something better. And then it's their conscience isn't so triggered. You know, their emotions aren't so triggered seeing their state. You know, I don't know. Let me ask you guys a question. So if a homeless person comes up to you, ask you for money, would you give them money? If a homeless person came up to you and says, you know, I, I would like your jacket, would you give them to them? I don't know. Would you? In the midwinter? Those are questions we ask because, you know, is, isn't this homeless person responsible? But you think about it. This homeless person is being responsible, right? They're at least attempting to ask, you know, for help. They're attempting to change their situation in that certain moment, okay? So, but there are a hundred million ways to make things better for your life. There's, you know, I've never been homeless, so I can't speak for that. I've been very poor. I can speak for that been a very poor person, you know, financially, not poor person in one way. Okay. But I've seen homeless people do good things. And I've seen homeless people do some crazy stuff. Okay. You know, I've had experiences myself. Homeless person pinned me in against the wall, you know, because I didn't have any money. You know, and I'm thinking, am I 100% responsible for that? Maybe I should have just said no and walked away. You know, I don't know. But that was a really frightening time. And that's why I hesitate sometimes giving money to uh, homeless people. But I do give to charities. I do give to organizations that support the homeless people. I find that, you know, and from my experience now, this is just from my experience that I've had adverse situations play out. You know, I've had I've had to protect myself one time. A gentleman tried to break into my truck. And, you know, he got physical and I had to put him down. I didn't mean to, but you know what? It was protecting myself or this person. Police came. The man had just got out of jail. The man got out of jail and, you know what, he came to me. I didn't hit him. I just smacked him in the side of the head because, you know what, I felt threatened. I felt, you know, like something was going to happen. He had these two cans and I don't know what he was going to do with them. He looked like he was charging me. And he went down felt bad, put him on his side, you know, called the police and let the police know what happened. The police asked me if I want to press charges and I said no. I mean, they told me the situation. The guy didn't know what was happening but I did say, please tell this person never to come around my restaurant again. You know, this was in the back. This was several years ago. But those things happen and I get that. Okay? And situations play sometimes in, in ways that you know, we have to do a situation. See, I had to make a decision right there and then to be 
100% responsible for something in that moment. Was I going to be allowed to be violated? Was I just going to call the police? I tried everything. I tried everything to, you know, avoid the situation. But it, it didn't play out right. You know, my kids were with me and they were younger. And so, you know, sometimes you do have to protect yourself. And unfortunately, you know, it's not always the best way. But um, neither here nor there. Being responsible for us is, is important because if, if I'm responsible for me, then that means I can move into the right types of energies to get me into the right space and the right frame of mind. And right now we have a big epidemic <clears throat> of people who are committing suicide. No one truly knows what goes on through the mind of a person who's ready to end it for them, you know, end their life and take their long life and be in control of that. Are they 100% responsible? You know, we don't know why they did it and why they go through things. But, you know, for most people, and most people on this show probably have had moments of, you know, of just the lows and that moments of suicidal thoughts. I'll tell you, I'm one of those people who have had those lows. I don't know if I ever really thought about suicide, but I've had those, been in that low place and my life has been in good shape. And that's not so much now. But there was a time when I had a lot of stuff, when I had a lot of money, when I had, you know, business, when I had a nice car and everything, something was missing. I don't know what it was. You know, I was doing really good. I was doing really well, but I just felt kind of empty. And, you know, you have these weird feelings and emotions sometimes. They they creep in. I don't know where they come from. And when they creep in, you're like, wow, what the hell is that? Where did that come from? But, you know, I think when we get a right around the right vibrations, I think somebody said that earlier about being in the right wavelengths and, and just being around the positive, uplifting people. And, you know, even if those people aren't positive in the sense where, you know, they just seem positive, but when you're all coming together and you're all working together and you all, you're, all your vibrations rise because you're all in it together. And I think that's what happens when we, when we pick our, our family, you know, our family outside of our family. Because I'll tell you, I have more. I have friends who are more family to me than my my own family, and these people are, are amazing people. They do a lot of amazing things for one. We do a lot of amazing things for one another. And you know, not and not and those were one of the things that bothered me for years, because I grew up in a family that everything was family unit. Everything was family unit. Family unit. You know, stick together. Papa Gino said. You're all family. Got to work together. Figure it out. Got to do it out. You know that's that old paradigm, that old system, and you know that that was one of those things that was very difficult for me. You know to be cut off from my own family because of the choices and made for being responsible for how I wanted to live my life, not how they wanted to live my live. Yeah, how they wanted me to live their my life for them. That's basically how it played out. And you know what? And, and I made a decision. That was a really tough decision that day when I said, hey, you know what? I got to live for me, even if that means I don't have the things that I used to have, because that's not what it's about. You know, but here I am now. I'm in a much better place. I have great friends. I try to read as much as possible. I try to listen to things that are more uplifting. And then from time to time, you know, we all go into that place. We all go into that space where, you know. It's a little bit dark in there, and it's a little bit – it's where we question our mortality, where we question who we are as human beings, and where we question what, what our heart is. You know, Are we doing the right things? I think sometimes when 
we put so much emphasis on monetary things, money, for example. We need money in this 3D world that we live in, and some of us don't have enough of it. I believe sometimes that becomes a very big challenge for us. It becomes a very, very daunting task to navigate waters when we know that the world, you know, works that way. You know, one time, you know, we used to give away chickens, barter chickens, you know, uh, fields of grain and, you know, work or whatever. We just had a different system, monetary system. Now our monetary system is cash or credit, right? Most of it's, you know, we see it in credits or in cash. But being responsible is 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 a is a loaded word for me. You know, being a loaded word for a lot of people. To be responsible for ourselves, one hundred percent. You know, think about that. Because meaning that everything that comes into your life, somehow you've had the response. You have one hundred percent responsibility to dissect it and to analyze it and to figure out if it's going to be what, how, if it's going to resonate with you and how you move around from that. And sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes we have to make some very tough decisions about our life and how others affect our life. And it's not always easy. I know that I screw up a lot. You know, I'm 51 years old going on 52 in December, but you know, I screw up too. And, you know, I'm sure I'll keep screwing up sometimes. I don't want to. Am I 100% responsible to be perfect? No, I'm, I'm 100%, 100% responsible to, to attempt to do the right things in my life, okay, versus trying to be perfect, to be 100% perfect. No, there's perfection in the imperfection that we create within our lives. Sometimes it looks muddled and ugly, and, you know, our imperfection looks perfect to somebody else sometimes. The things that we find imperfect in our lives other people are striving to get to your to our imperfection because their their imperfection doesn't look as good as ours. So we're all have gauges and we all have these, you know, these rules rulers that we put side by side other people. Indirectly and directly we do it. And sometimes we don't mean to. It just is what it is. You know, sometimes the grass looks greener on the other side. But you still gotta water the grass, you still gotta fertilize it if that's what you're gonna do, or you're gonna let it grow one or the other. And it's tough because sometimes it's better. We want to leave and we want to go. All right. And let me see. So I think what she's saying, Nina says, no, I don't, uh, I don't agree. Bad shit happens to good people. We don't call and everything that happens to us. Yeah, I do agree with that. I agree with that statement. We don't call everything into our, our being. But what do we call that? What is that then? If we don't call it into our being, what is that? Is it by chance, circumstance? being in the wrong place at the right time? It's just, or is it just life? It just happens. Since there's so many of us, you know, there's so many of us that we're bound to walk into some kind of situation that doesn't resonate with us. I believe sometimes it's like a magnet meeting another magnet that just doesn't meet. Sometimes we, we walk our phones past something that, you know, it's it's just kind of like that energy. You just, just, sometimes they just cross. It's like lightning hitting hitting the ground. Sometimes you you might be you might be sitting in your chair at home and lightning comes through the house. Did you attract that? <laughs> Some people say, "Yeah, you attracted it, man. You were just like so negative, man, and you just got you know." But there's no there's no way to come back and tell the story. I've been struck by lightning, so I can tell you a little bit. It doesn't feel good. But either way, did I attract that? 
maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe it's just it's just serendipitous moment and perfect timing. Everything at the right place at the right time. I think that was my destiny to be hit by a lightning that ricocheted off a tree, you know? Maybe that's maybe that's all it was supposed to be. I was Mother Nature's doing her thing and I was just in the way. You know? Sometimes it just happens like that. But either way, you know, being 100% responsible, I try to be as responsible for me as, as much as possible by doing the things that resonate with me. But here's the thing. When I do the things that I think that resonate with me, they do play out. They do play out in a certain way that affects other people. We do influence uh, how other people's view us, how other people's behavior towards us, and then what happens. Because they're uncomfortable. Because they're not ready, and they don't feel the energetic whatever they need. Okay. So here we are. I want to step out of my comfort zone. Other people are like, oh, you're crazy, man. Why are you going to do that? Why are you going to do this? You know, because they're not willing to do it. Because that's where they're not ready to go. But yet we, you know, misery loves company. You know, we, we like to draw people back into the energy, into the space that we're in sometimes. And we don't even know we do it some, at times. Sometimes we just get sucked in there. And the next thing you know, we're all in there together. So it's important to know who you're around, who you're associating with, too, because that also affects the responsibility you are yourself. It's easy to give ourselves away to people. It's easy to give away ourselves to things. It's easy to give ourselves away to projects, to pets, to, you know, uh, cars, to friends, to associates, to business, to everything. So you have to be able to say, hey, how do I navigate this? How do I move through this through this energy without giving so much of myself away? Well, the question, the answer is right there. How? You have to figure that out. You have to know. You have to find what those healthy limits and boundaries are for you, what they're going to be, if they're good for you or not good for you. May your no's be no's and your yeses be yes, and may your maybes be maybes. And stand by the words that you say. So if if you feel like you want to be responsible for you, then if, you, if, you, if your no is definite, then make your no definite. I think what happens is we don't stay in the definites of where we're at because we want to be flexible and we want to be kind. We want to be good. I think we've, we live in a society now that you know everything is, has to be right. Everything has to be perfect because everything has been so imperfect and everything has been so screwed up that now we, we, we're not even able to do the things we want to do anymore because there's always somebody there going, I see you. I see you. Don't do that. And now, especially on social media, you can't even say a squat what thing without somebody jumping on your ass going, oh, I can't believe you said that. How can you not agree with me? How can you not do that? Why'd you put that? And I get that. But that's somebody else's. For example, someone's timeline, someone posts something that offends you. Maybe it doesn't offend them. Maybe it doesn't offend them. Maybe it offends you. So they should have compassion for you, right, because you're offended. Well, sometimes people offend people don't even know they have offended them. Okay? Sometimes I've posted things, and somebody goes, calls me out on it. Iggy, how can you post that? Blah, blah, blah. Because you know what? Maybe I agree with that. Maybe I'm in alignment with that. Maybe I'm not in alignment with you. Maybe that's why I posted that. I, maybe I didn't know until you told me that you weren't, you weren't in alignment with that. It doesn't mean we can't be friends. It doesn't mean that we can't, you know, you know, be together. You know, you're right. The PC is very, very dominant now in our world. You know, I agree that we want to do things right. We don't want to offend. We don't want to hurt. But there is a, there is a place 
to be, have our own responsibility to make our decisions. Okay, I'm going to delete you. Fine. Then that's fine. I mean, my world doesn't end because I get deleted. Your world's not going to end because somebody deleted you. You didn't even have Facebook when you were a kid. Half, almost everybody who, who's on this, on this live stream with me, I know most of you. You're all about my age or a little bit older or just slightly younger. Okay? Most of us, we didn't grow up with this stuff. This is all brand new. This is new stuff. Before, when we, we had a problem with somebody, we dished it out. We hashed it out right there. Boom. We said, hey, this is how I feel. You don't like it tough. Move on. But then you're all drinking beer later, hanging out, you know, doing something. Or if you're a kid, you're, you're just, you you put a couple punches and a couple wrestling and headlocks, and, and you're over it. It's not like you carry it on. But I, I watch things here where people don't take, you know, the responsibility to just say, hey, you know what? Maybe that's how that's how Iggy feels. You know, maybe I should try being a little more empathetic. I still don't agree with it. But for some reason, Iggy feels that way. And he wants to get that message out. And he wants to say something that way because maybe he doesn't have any other way to say it. Or maybe he just wants somebody to say, hey, what do you think? And then, you know, you read it and you go, wow, that's kind of harsh. But yet, when we post things that trigger us, okay, people get really, really um, moved by it. For example, I, I, I saw on a thing the other day from the World Cup on the soccer where one of the players for Uruguay was playing against Portugal. And the, the striker for Uruguay, Cavani, he got hurt. He hurt his leg. And Ronaldo came and he, he gave him, like helped him off the field. And so it made the headlines. And then I watched the video a couple of times. I'm going, did he help him because he wanted to help him or did he just want to get him off the field quicker so they can continue the game because they were down 2-1? I don't know. You know, those, it's how we perceive things. Perception is everything. You know, how we perceive the world, how we perceive friends, how we perceive the people who are in our lives. It's very easy. It's very easy to get sucked into that, into that political correctness. Okay? I'm not saying you have to fly off the handle and cuss and just throw a, you know, an, a you know, F-bomb because you feel about it. I think there is some tact of how you communicate and talk with people. I believe that you're responsible. I'm responsible to express myself in a, in a proper manner in the proper forums. Now, there's some forums you just dish it out and you just let it go, let it fly. But either way, we come to the space where the responsibility factor is open to interpretation. Okay, my 100% responsibility for me is open to my interpretation, how I see the world. Okay, dude, now, everything that happens to me, I know I'm not responsible for it. The only thing that I'm responsible for is how I'm going to navigate it and how I'm going to move through it and how I'm going to deal with it or how I'm going to, you know, put it in the proper places and spaces that I need it to be. Because if I don't, then that stuff festers, and that, thing, that stuff just lives there and just keeps going. You know, and I find that sometimes if we don't do that, let me turn this on, okay, if we don't do that, that really is a frustration for some of us, okay? But either way, uh, you know, what, it, what's responsible for you is not always responsible for me, so that's, that's where we start to, you know, put our experiences into play when we start to put our feelings and our emotions into play, things that resonate with us don't always resonate with other people. Okay? So, what I'm in alignment with doesn't mean you're in alignment with. Okay? And sometimes we come close. I always think we come close. 
we don't always come exactly 100%, okay? When we come to the space where at least 99%, 80%, depending where what your percentage is, is you're, you're comfortable living with, okay, then you're there. You're there, okay? Because I can never find – I can never meet someone 100% someplace. I know because I just – I know myself because I've tried it, and it doesn't work for me. And that's the key word, for you or for me. What works for you? What works for me doesn't work for you, okay? It may look like it works. And I've been in situations where people have just either just allowed it to happen. You know, like, for example, they agree, but they don't really agree, but they agree because it's close enough to where they agreed to, okay? Because the conversation can go on forever. But I believe you should be able to say, hey, you know what, no. I'm going to agree with you at 50% of that because most of the time it's always at 50%. Now, you may get 80 or 90, 99 maybe. But either way, it's where you resonate. It's how your energy is, and it's how you, experience, how you attract your experience. We all come from our vantage point. No matter where we're at, we, come from all our, we all come from our own vantage points. We come from our own experiences, from our own memories, from our own inner dialogue and how we see the world and how the world has affected us. And then we use that energy. We use those recorded messages inside of our body, inside of our computer, okay? And then we play them out. We try to find the story that matches your story as closely as possible. And when those stories don't align, we try to find one that's somewhat similar. Maybe it doesn't go like this, but maybe it goes like this or like this. But either way, there's enough there to start with and work with and mold with and create with, you know? The, for example, the political sky, you know, the political scene right now is totally, totally in a in a place of discord for a lot of people. You know, a lot of people are really affected by, you know, the way the political system is is now. A lot of people are, but there's another group that's not. Some things affect me. Some things don't. Some things, you know, are a certain way. Now, here's an example. Okay, of being 100% responsible and then also not being able to be responsible, not able to be able to control that outcome until we're in a certain situation. For most of you who don't know, and this is a story, so I want you to listen really good. Okay. Now, I'm not here to bash. I'm not here to make my story better than your story or whatever, but I'm going to tell you a story. So a story about my life that kind of plays into the things that are happening today. But then I'm going to tell you how I took responsibility, even at that young age. Okay, I'm going to drink a little water here real quick because it's not going to be long. But all right, all right, back in. Around 1981, 82, maybe it was 80. Okay. Well, even before that, my family immigrated here from Peru, South America. We, we're, we're Peruvians, okay, just because there's a country called Peru. And we're not from the United States. But I am from South America, the other America, which is called South America. Okay. In 1970... As a four-year-old kid, I stepped off a TWA airplane with my mom, okay, and my sister, Rosa. My dad was already here the year before, okay? 
Let's keep following me. Now, I came here on a, on a tourist visa, so we had a limit, limited time to be here. Now, I have friends who are very vocal about how they feel about immigration, how they feel about certain things. Some are very blunt and very to the point, and that's good, I'm, and I appreciate that. That people should go back for, to where they come from or, you know, they're taking away from jobs. But here's the thing. Most people come to the United States because they feel like there's opportunity here. They feel like here in the United States you can do things that you maybe you're not able to do in your country because the way the laws are structured or just because circumstances are bad. I don't know why my dad chose, my mom chose to come here. But I do know one thing. We stayed here longer than than our um, documentation allowed us. Okay, we, we – now I'm going to say the word because back then that's what they used to we, – we were illegal aliens. <laughs> it, there's no getting around it. We were, we were undocumented people who belonged to another country who lived in this country. But we were like that for years because the system was different then. The system had a different view and different idea about what – Immigration meant what it meant for people to come here, what it meant to bring in people from other countries to help, to work, or whatever that was. I was too young to work, but I was in school. didn't speak English very well. I was a little kid, just a little kid, and learning, still learning two languages. English is a very difficult, difficult language for me to learn. But this whole time, as my dad worked, okay, he paid his taxes because you were able to get a Social Security. You just walk up to the Social Security Administration, and they give you a Social Security. It didn't matter. It was different. It was a different time. Things are different now. So my dad has Social Security. My mom has Social Security. You know, they went to work. As undocumented people, they worked. And they paid their taxes. And my father, later in life, saved his money. And he had his business. He had his trash collecting business. He collected trash and metals and stuff. And from that business, he ended up buying a truck, a step van, kind of like, you know, the ones that you make food trucks out of. All right. So he bought himself a truck that he would use to collect the stuff and he converted it into an ice cream truck, Garcia's ice cream. And then he sold ice cream for many years. Move along, go a little bit further. One day he sat us all on the bed and he says, we can either continue in the ice cream business, buy more ice cream trucks or buy carts, or we can open a restaurant. I think I would have stayed with the ice cream trucks and I don't know. <laughs> Because I had my own ice cream truck too. But we, we decided to go in as a family. Boy, we didn't know what we were getting into, but I tell you. So we, Garcia's came to life from that point, back in 78. And granted, we're still undocumented people. Okay, so we're still undocumented. And then when I got to middle school and stuff, because it was a combined middle school, grade school, went to Catholic school because the public school system was really failing me personally. And that's a whole other story, you know, because I couldn't really read or write very well. And to this day, I still struggle with that a little bit, trying to work through that. And I think I'm doing better, and I've done better since then. But then I came to a point where we were just getting into high school. No, middle school. I was still in middle school, and then we were working in the restaurant. And then somebody called immigration, okay, and immigration – I'm just going to get to the point. Found us all eligible for deportation. Okay. And this is the restaurant before we had liquor license and everything. And then 
and it's kind of hard for me to think about because it's I remember I remember how that was because it was pretty it was pretty hard and I remember when we got those letters that we're being deported we found to be eligible for deportation we were deported it says you were deported but you had a you had you had a, you were able to go to court and um, state your case you were able to say hey maybe give us a chance we were able to do that now my dad didn't run my mom didn't run we didn't run we didn't take off and go anywhere we stuck it out and then i remember going to the immigration i remember when we were in front of the judge because back then they had judges and they said you know you know you guys stay behind your 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 time allowed to be here and you have to return to Peru. Then my dad goes, no, we're not going back to Peru. We're going we're going to Russia. We're going to go defect. We're going to go and ask for uh, asylum in Russia. We're going to go there. We're going to become Russian citizens. And I was just like, fuck that. Excuse me. <laughs> I just came out of my mouth, didn't it? I was like, no, man, I'm American. I've been here so long. I'm I'm like American. Come on, dad. I'm from Peru. But, but you know, I don't want to go to Russia. And I remember that that internal battle I had. And, you know, this is where I had to be 100% responsible for myself. I'm thinking, what the hell do I do? You know, how do I, how do I change this thing? How do I move this thing? But at that time I didn't know that, you know, that was kind of my dad's play to, you know, you're just a young man, don't know any. And then I remember the judge saying, well, we don't want you to go to Russia. And, you know, that would look bad. You know, he didn't say look bad, but you could just tell that look on his face like, Oh, well, you know, and he was, well, slow down, you know, so the tables had turned, you know, and I remember we had another case, and then this time it was on a the phone. They had a speakerphone, and the speakerphone, we talked to the judge, and they said, you know, and I told him I brought my schooling. I could speak English. I'm fluent, la, la, la. So I told my story. You know, my sister told her story. We had, I had my brother, you know, my sisters who were born here, except for my youngest. She wasn't born yet, and so we're all here in this immigration case. We're all getting ready to be deported, but then – Excuse me. The judge says, well, I can't really deport you guys because you're actually an asset. Your mom and dad have paid taxes as illegal people, and you all went to school, and you you learned English. You speak the language. You're fluent. And all my classmates wrote letters. Okay, I remember when all my classmates wrote, wrote letters, don't deport Nacho. Cause my name is Ignacio, but Nacho is a short for it. Don't deport him. Blah, blah, blah. He's our friend. We'll miss him. You know, and then the Catholic Church also got involved and they helped out. And, you know, it was it was kind of a scary moment. And then it was a long process. It was a, it was a process that took a while. And then eventually I remember I was a, was it a sophomore. You know, I think it was a sophomore in, in high school. I got my green card. OK, I got my green card in high school. And I remember how I was just like just ecstatic. I had to tell everybody I was just like so proud. I was just like. Oh, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. You know, because I really wanted to be a citizen at that point. I really wanted to be part of this American dream, this melting pot, this story, this history. And I wanted to be like all the people who, who've come before me and have worked hard and laid the foundation for their family. And I remember how proud I was when I had my green card and because and, that's what we called them back then and what that meant. And then I had to wait several years. And then I was about, what was it, 89 Something like that. No, 89, 88. I was able to apply for my uh, naturalization for my citizenship. 
and that came pretty quick because you can apply like as soon as you get your your green card back then you can apply right away and it only took like three or four years and i remember i remember going into taking the exam the exam was just who was president at the time who was your who was your congressman who was the 16th president of the united states you know good thing i, I listened in class because you know that came in handy because i wanted to be part of this 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 melting pot of people and i did but i took responsibility to make those things work in my favor you know now i have the responsibility to honor the position of being a naturalized citizen what that means to speak up to you know be quiet to share to not share you know i have that for me becoming a united states citizen was a big deal it was probably one of the biggest accomplishments in my life is one of the biggest things that I can't explain to you guys what it means to, I don't want to say be one of you guys, I guess, I guess I'll be those who were born here because I wasn't, but to be able to have those freedoms, to have those, that ability to do things, to be able to step out, to be able to, you know, be able to speak my mind and to pray to whatever God I wanted to without anybody challenging me to just to resonate as long as I didn't hurt anybody to be, to be an American, to be now, cause we're here on 4th of July, but this is a good story. But you know, when I, when I was up there getting my citizenship, you know, there was a lot of people there and they were all from different places and in races and, you know, belief systems and ideologies. And, but they all had a common goal. They all wanted to be here. They all wanted to stay here. They all wanted to live here. And I, and we were all different. We weren't a, a migration of just Irish. We weren't a migration of just, you know, this ethnicity or that in this. We were all from all over. You could see it in our faces that we were all different looking, but we were all had one goal. We all wanted to be United States American citizens, U.S. citizens, and we wanted to contribute. Now, did we all contribute in a positive way? I don't know. I hope that I am contributing in a positive way to this country that I've has adopted me and that I've opened open its arms to me and my family who has created some amazing adventures here and some amazing, you know, things that I probably wasn't maybe able to do get in my my country. But I tell you, being in the US American US citizen in the United States of America for me was the proud one of the proudest moments in my life. And to stand there and I cried. And to be in that, you know, young man in my 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 suit and to be there and to be able to just be able to not have that fear and have that feeling that, you know, I wasn't, I didn't belong here, kind of went away then. You know, it left me. I felt, I feel American. I've been here most of my life, even though I've been back to Peru and traveled and studied and worked there and learned. But to be an American here in the United States, now it's my responsibility to make my success however I feel fit for me. I I take 100% responsibility for me to do the right things in my camp of myself in which outwardly it will affect other people in a positive way. Okay. Is best to my ability without hurting one soul. Because my goal is to help myself by helping myself. I help others. See that it's possible. That's my story about how I am. And I watched, you know, these little, 
you know, immigration things that have been happening lately. And I remember those things, what happened to us and how we were, we went through that process. Were we treated wrong, treated bad? No, we broke the law. We, we stayed undocumented. We came here and we didn't, we broke the law and the law, this country has its laws and, you know, but this country is also fair. This country has also given us an opportunity to state our case. And we stated our case. And that's why we're able to be here. That's why we're able to call ourselves North Americans, United States citizen. That's why I can say that I'm proud to be an American. <laughs> and that's a song, but I am proud. I am South American too. I'm from Peru as well. But this country has given me opportunities only because I only know these opportunities, not because I'm, I haven't been in Peru long enough to be there, but I know the opportunities that are here. I'm able to make or break myself here. I'm able to do anything here. I'm able to step out and say things that I may not be able to say in other countries. I'm able to, to share my story, how I'm sharing with you right now online throughout the whole entire world to listen to you know a, a, a bridge abbreviated story about how I became a U.S. citizen. It was the most scary, the most fearful moment in my life. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know what we were going to do. I didn't know how, where we were going to be. But I had faith. I had faith in my mom and dad, number one. I had faith in the people who were helping us. And I just had damn faith that things would work out. And I took 100% responsibility and put it in the hands of people who I felt would be able to help me. Because when you're, when you're, you're a middle schooler, who do you put your hands in? How do you become 100% responsible when you're being deported? You put it in the other hands of others who you entrust. And I think that's what we do here. You know, we entrust our ourselves into people, into people's lives and things that they bring into our world. Now, the landscape's completely changed. It's very different now to be undocumented, to be a person who you know, crosses the border or stays their visa. Not everybody crosses the border. Some people just get on a plane and never leave. Some people cross the other border too. It's not just the southern border. There are many borders that are, you know, people come in from. But, you know, as long as America stays strong and stays what it is, this country brings hope to people's dreams and brings hope to people's ideas, you know. One of the first people to learn how to fly was here, you know. The first V8 engine. People, you know, you America has some amazing people, and most of these people don't come, aren't from here. They're from other countries. There's some amazing things. We just have to give people a chance. Now, I don't have the answer and the solutions to the situations and the problems that are happening now in the immigration system. But I do hear stories. I don't know if they're all true. And I have to dissect. And I have to disseminate what's true, what's not true. You know, we live in a very technological world and we have to be careful to just jump on things. I mean, that's me. I don't just jump on things. I've been questioned why I don't protest and why I don't cry and why I don't say anything. Because I know that even in the 100% responsibility, that half of the things that we see are not always true. And the other half is, depending on how you look at it. And where you're standing and how you align your, your politics also affects that. 
you know, if you're very liberal in your approach to things, you're going to see things much different than a person who's very conservative and much different than a person who's very moderate in their thinking. It's not that no one cares. It's not that no one – that they're over, they overcare. Is we all have our right to be responsible for how we see justice, how we see the world. So, of course, and it's always good to have different, different factions from different sides approaching the situ- same situation and looking at it in a certain ways. Okay, I'm not here to bash anybody. I'm only here to tell you my story, how I was an illegal alien, your friend Iggy Garcia. The guy that you've come to know on the radio. I could do this radio in Peru, right? Either way, it doesn't matter. The point is, when we take responsibility for who we are, to the best of our ability, okay, it's to the best of our ability, that's all we can ask from anybody. That's all we can ask of you all. So when something plays out in some situation, just do your best. Do your best to do and navigate it and try to understand it in the way that's right for you. Don't worry too much about what other people are thinking or how they feel. Because if you worry too much about their thinking, then you're really not thinking about how you're thinking. You're thinking about how people are going to respond to you or react to you. That's not what it's about when you take responsibility for you. When you take responsibility for you, you have to disseminate and detract from that what part don't fit in your belief system. Okay, so taking responsibility for you is meaning just being open to possibilities, being open to how this will happen, how this will move, how this will navigate. Okay. So I'd like to take you guys on a little meditative journey, if that's okay. Those of you who want to stick around for the meditation portion of our show. Okay. So we're going to do a little meditation now. And I just want you to find a nice, quiet place, some place where you just relax, some place where you just you can just take it easy and just no one won't bother you for about 15 minutes or so. Just want you to take a little break. But I hope I hope you enjoyed the story. Now you know my story, how I arrived to America, and how I became an American citizen, and the struggles that we had to go through as my brothers and sisters all over the world who come here and try to stay as well. So we're going to go into meditation now. We're going to relax a little bit, okay? I'm going to burn a little wormwood here. All right. Okay. I want everybody just to relax. Just feel your body. Just know where you're at. If you can lay down, you can sit down. If you're laying down, try to keep your feet uncrossed as much as possible. If you're sitting on a chair, have your feet flat to the floor. Your hands on your palms with your palms facing up. That way the energy can flow in and out from you. <sighs> Just shake your head side to side a little bit. Just loosen up your shoulders a little bit. Up and down. All right, I just want you to listen to my voice. I want you to just take a moment to listen. When you take one deep breath in through your nose, 
and exhale through your mouth. Inhale. Exhale through your mouth. One more through your nose. And exhale. Just want you to relax. I want you to be calm. I want you to feel. I want you to feel your body. I just want you to feel your shoulders, your knees, your toes. Wherever you're feeling a little bit discomfort, just ask spirit to move that along. Ask spirit to just shake it off, put it someplace else, recycle it back to the universe. Just want you to take a deep breath one more time. Just relax, relax. Listen to the music coursing through your body. Take the notes into your body. Feel the flute. I want you to picture a big bubble, a big white light of protection around you, a beautiful light all around you. Something that protects your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, keeps the negative out, keeps all the stuff you don't need to distract you. Now that you have your protection, you have your bubble, I want you to close your eyes. At any time that you wish to open your eyes and stop this journey, you can. I want you to pick a number, 1 through 10. That number is to bring you back immediately you feel uncomfortable or a little stressed out. If you want to continue in the journey, I want you to pick a color, any color, any color in the rainbow. Pick that color out. Hold it in your mind's eye. If you continue in the journey and you feel a little uncomfortable but you don't want to leave, just look at the color to remind you, to relax you. Now that you have your number and your color, we'll begin the journey. We ask spirit for the question that we had in our mind's eye. The door begins to open slowly, and the door cracks open. But it doesn't open all the way. Do we step through the door? We ask ourselves, should I walk through? Not quite sure, but I do anyhow. I walk through the door with caution. I walk through the door with curiosity as I open this door I see a stairway and the stairway is about 10 steps max I begin to walk up to the stairway up to the top and I look out and I see this beautiful beautiful landscape this amazing green fields of land Rivers and waters. I begin to spread my arms out. Move them. Flap them. And I begin to fly. I begin to fly like a bird. Like an eagle. Like a hawk. I begin to move quicker and faster. And as I soar through this land. 
diving and moving. I go to the topest peaks and I come down to the waters flying right over the edge, feeling the waters. I can feel the wind blowing through my face, my body, as it caresses me, kisses me. And then I come to this peak and I come to the top of the mountain and there's this nest there. And I come to the nest as I land with my arms, I slow down and I land. And I see this egg, just one egg, but it's an egg of a crystal, magic crystal. And I look around to make sure that this is for me and as it is, spirit says it is. I take the egg, I put it in my satchel. I begin to take my arms and I begin to fly. I move quicker and faster, gliding over the water. And I come to the top of the staircase, the ten steps. I begin to walk down. With my egg in my satchel, I come to the door and the door closes behind me. Now, as I begin, I turn, I look, the door begins to vanish and disappear. And I'm on my bubble and I'm still in space. I begin to travel faster, quicker, through the speed of light, faster than the speed of light. And I see myself coming back to the sun. And I know in my heart and my mind what I'm supposed to do. And I go back into the sun with my crystal egg. In the heat from the intensity of the sun causes the egg to open and to crack. And all throughout the bubble, the message that was inside the egg surrounds me, engulfs me, enters my spirit and my soul. And I feel it. And I embrace it. And I take responsibility. For the message that's been given to me. Once that message is embedded in me, I begin to fly again, faster and quicker, coming out, shooting out of the sun, speed so fast, I don't even know how fast we're going. And I just know that we're going back to planet Earth as she gets closer and closer. I begin to slow down. And I arrive back to planet Earth. I find my spot. I begin to descend back down into the atmosphere. Through the clouds. Through the blue skies. I descend back to the space where I was at the beginning of my journey. My chair, my bed, my safe space. And I take a moment to feel my body, to feel the breath coming into my lungs. I wiggle my fingers, wiggle my toes. I touch my knees. I feel my body to know that I returned. Slowly, I return with message in hand my personal message from spirit. And I'm back. My eyes are open and my feelings are 
full of energy. My spirit's full of energy. I'm grateful, thankful. Meaning gratitude in Quechua. I say thank you, Spirit. Thank you for this beautiful journey. Well, we're back. We've returned. And now, I hope your journey was a beautiful one. I hope you got a message. I hope you were able to feel something. If you didn't feel anything, it's okay. And I hope you just maybe got a little relaxed. That's enough. But it's your journey. It's your message. Whatever that is. Whatever you needed to bring back. Walking through the transit door. Entering the sun. Returning with the crystal egg. But I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight and being here and talking about being responsible and talking about responsibilities and stuff and being 100% responsible. I don't know if we ever came to a true answer or definition for that, of whatever that meant for us. But I want to say, you know, enjoy this, this weekend, enjoy this holiday, 4th of July. When, you're, when you see those fireworks booming, maybe have a moment to think about my story, how I came to America and how and maybe other friends of yours who came to America as well, how they, how they had to work and struggle and how they had to do everything to, you know, just be part of something bigger. Um, this weekend, there'll be a drum circle at the Reiki center, 7 PM. For those of you that's Saturday the 7th, if you can join, join us, that'd be great. If not, no problem. There'll be more, but I want to thank you guys. You guys are awesome. And, um, you know, I'm always happy to share my medicine with you, my stories with you, because it means a lot to be able to learn from one another. And I've learned a lot from you today. You know, you've shared your thoughts and your feelings. And um, just be the best version of yourself you can be at any given time, because that's all we can do. Be grateful for the things that you do have in your life. Be grateful for the people that love you. Be grateful for the people who you haven't met yet. Be grateful for the people who you're going to meet. You know, let's be grateful for just life in general, that we have our breath, that we're able to breathe and be able to share, to be able to speak, to be able to see, and to be able to share. And with that, I want to say thank you to everybody for tuning in tonight, being with me, taking time out of your busy schedules to share. If you want more information about what I do, visit me at Iggy Garcia. That's IggyGarcia.com. <laughs> I-G-G-Y-G-A-R-C-I-A dot com or here on Facebook. Give me, drop me a line. Let me know. Send me an email. Tell me what you want to hear on our shows. Tell me what's what's on your mind. All right, guys. I love you very much. Be well. Take care. We'll see everybody next week and we'll see everybody probably on Thursday. We have a show Thursday. Like I think it's 4th of July. We won't have a show but for another um, time, but that might change. We'll see. All right, guys. Take care. Love you. Be well.
Welcome to Tim Hortons. Uh, I'll take a coffee and... How about a bagel breakfast sandwich? They're just two for four dollars. Oh, I like that. Freshly prepared with savory sausage, fluffy egg, and melted cheese on a freshly baked bagel. Just two for four dollars. I like like that. I just fist bumped your speaker. Oh, I just fist bumped you back. Get two sausage, egg, and cheese breakfast sandwiches on a plain bagel or English muffin for just four dollars. Or mix and match for four dollars. Great quality at a great value. It's all good at Tim Hortons. No substitutions or additions. Limited time only at participating restaurants.